0: welcome to the first goldmine magazine podcast of august this is pat prince editor of goldmine thank you for listening once again uh this this episode will have graham nash and he'll talk about collecting more specifically his underground comics collection i mean i don't know about you but did any of you uh, think that graham nash was a big collector of underground comics artwork I did not I confess. Graham will be Graham will be on the podcast though to explain how he started collecting our work and uh, why he's auctioning it off um, with Heritage Auctions coming up this week, August tenth to twelfth, and Heritage Auctions comics auctions in Dallas. Uh, Graham specifically collected our Crumb, one of the most coveted pieces. Uh, of this artwork from is the first Zap Comics cover. The original art from 1967. Uh, looking at it right now, I'm sure it was controversial in 67. It's an image of a nude man being jolted through a cord attached to an electrical outlet. Um, personally, I never got uh, into Art Underground Comics or Crumb for that matter, but uh, uh, Nash will explain the appeal and why he is um, auctioning off his collection. In the meantime you can go to Heritage Auctions, um, ha.com for more information. After we talk to Graham we'll talk to Mark Weiss, famed rock photographer. Uh, Mark is currently engaged in a new venture called Rock Scene Auctions. This is a cool venture, cool story, because not only is Mark auctioning off his own iconic work, which will be signed but also the work of other photographers um for instance some of the Guns N' Roses shots I mean it, there's great stuff here um some of the recent one recent auction was Guns N' Roses and Mark just auctioned off it uh, the work is pretty amazing uh, Weiss was there at the beginning of GNR's career and took some unique photos I'm looking at one right now where the band is glammed out to the max and Axel has the words glam sucks on his pleather pants. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what message he was trying to send, but anyway, uh, it's unique, unique photo. Uh, Mark Weiss will be having these auctions every month, different bands, different eras, different photographers, and uh, most importantly, a percentage of this will go to charity. Uh, Pretty exciting for music collectors, and you can get more info at rockscenesauctions.com. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, here's a call coming in that we've been waiting for uh, from our first guest, Graham Nash. Hello, this is Pat.
1: Yeah, this is Graham Nash.
0: Graham, hello, thank you for calling Thank you for taking you the time.
1: i I'm, min- I'm sorry I'm a few minutes
0: late. That's okay. That's fine. I was going to say, we um, it's it's usual for us to talk about uh, collecting, but I don't think Goldmine ever did a interview with Graham Nash about collecting. This would be the first time. <laughs> no, interesting. <laughs> Usually uh, have, we, yeah. we speak to you about your music. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Let's go back to the beginning now. Um when you first started collecting underground comics artwork. Was it in the sixties?
1: No, uh sometime in the eighties.
0: Ah, okay. we
1: Yeah. I I uh you know I, I've always been uh, interested in in, in in images, obviously, in, in my life, I'm a photographer, yes. uh, and I never had images on my walls, uh, 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 you know, as a kid, we were too poor to have, you know, pictures on the wall, um, and, and I've been, I, I was, I collected German Expressionism, I collected uh, MC Escher, I collected. Uh, I, 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 I love photographs. Obviously, I, I had a major collection of uh, photographs that I, I sold at Sotheby's in in, uh, in 1990. Uh, I, I, I and I, you know, as part of that that search for interesting images, I came across this uh, this Robert Crumb uh, images and and I bought them.
0: Hmm. Now, do you remember back in the 60s when these magazines were out? Of course. Uh, now I, I was born in 1965, so I'm just curious: where could you buy, say, uh, Zip, uh, Zap comics that. in in the 60s? Uh, you, they, they
1: had they had comic book stores,
0: but you know, in such I
1: mean, they were they were really crude and very simple. But ah. uh, there, there were stores that you, that would have uh, the comics in the window, and you'd go in.
0: Because I imagine uh, back then it was. Mer- more of a puritanical society in America than it is now. So uh, yeah, you would say that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I love the, I love the that that cover purely because, uh, you know, I mean, Crumb must have faced his first uh, taste of uh, of censorship. Yes. You know, uh, because it was refused because, of course, uh, it shows the uh, even though it's a cartoon, it shows the man's genitals.
0: Yes. And you know, and so, uh, yeah, Go yeah, ahead. yeah. For uh, you know, for those in America, th- for some of people in America, that would be something to censor. But it's just a human body, so it's an interesting, um,
1: yeah. And even in the '60s, when when it was you know, it was veritable free love and and and, and hippies and sunshine and and, and drugs, you know, uh, uh, you know. You, it, it, there was still censorship there. Yeah, even in a, even with a cartoon.
0: Yes, and when I think of uh, underground comics, I think H- Hate Ashbury, I think experimental drugs, and well, the, the comic <laughs> itself was experimental. Crumb was pushing the envelope, you know. So
1: yes, he was, along with a bunch of other people too. But the, I, I think Crumb is, is a brilliant, brilliant artist.
0: And and the way I got to know about Crumb, is the movie documentary Crum, which was right. more a disturbing portrait of his family than the artist himself.
1: <laughs> well, you know the, the the weird thing when I saw that movie, I realized that it was very interesting that Robert Crum, as crazy as he is, is the sane one of the family. <laughs> I mean, his brother slept on a bed of nails. Don't forget.
0: Yes, and he used to expose himself. Yep, it was it was a weird. Great film, great film, but disturbing. Um, yes. Do you remember back in the '60s? Did you have peers that they they were into underground comics as well, right? Your peers? Um,
1: I I I never knew anybody that that, that was into yeah. uh, underground comics. There, I mean, you know, music was such a uh, an all consuming passion. Yes. You know that that's what we would do twenty four hours a day. You know.
0: Yeah, even on the road, you you were probably writing and.
1: British people are very happy um, w- w- with everything. Uh, they think it's a, a, an important auction, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what the result is.
0: You picked a good. You picked a good auctioneer. You really did. Um,
1: yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, when I decided that I would, uh, you know, uh, sell those pieces, I, I, I looked at who, who had best history selling that art, you know, uh, underground artwork, uh, particularly Crumb, and it turned out to be Heritage, uh, uh, without a doubt, and so I called them, and they were, they had already, they already knew somehow that I was holding these pieces, not sure where that information came from, right. <clears throat> but uh, th- they were, they were so pleased to get my call.
0: Now, did you, was there a point where you stopped collecting Crumb's work? Yeah. Um, um, yeah
1: i i I moved on with my life, you know um, I, I, I I collected guitars I collected Bob Dylan manuscripts I collect. you know there's a lot of things
0: yes, um, well, I was just gonna say because um it, if you ever thought of either the decision to go to an auctioneer or play some stuff in a museum if if there was a decision there to. Uh,
1: No, there wasn't. There was no decision. I'm sure that eventually that stuff will end up uh, in museums. I saw a beautiful show of uh, Trump artwork in in uh, in Philadelphia several years ago. It's a staggering amount of work. And you know, the truth is that he is still poking his finger into the eye of the status quo. Yes. I mean I just I just heard recently that he uh, he was very much affected by the the, the, the killings in Europe at yes. the Charlie Hebdo magazine. Yes. yes. And was a, was asked to do a a portrait to support the uh, the, uh, the, the the magazine and he drew a portrait of uh, of uh, of of a Mohammed's ass.
0: Yeah, which is very dangerous and Very dangerous. Now, I know
1: he calls it somebody, it is somebody else's ass, but you know, it's very obvious what the implication is.
0: Right. And he lives in Europe now, too, right? He's He's lived in, I think
1: he's lived in France for the last 30 odd years, yes.
0: Right, right. Have you ever gotten a chance to meet him? I never did, no, no. Because he would be an interesting guy to meet as far as one artist meeting another artist um yeah
1: especially the you know who are well known for pushing you know d- trying to disturb and rock the boat it,
0: and when i mean when you started collecting this this artwork did did you know you would have this sort of collection you sort of dabbled you got one and then it just no
1: yeah I, no it just uh it just ends up that way in my life you know i you know i uh, when when I lived in San Francisco in Haida-Ashbury, I I, uh, um, I had thousands of photographs somewhere in my house. Yes. You know, it was like, you know, and it was my my ex-wife Susan who, who helped pull together them all. There, some of them were in drawers, some of them were in the back of a cabinet. So, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm not very disciplined uh, collector, unfortunately.
0: Will will there be other auctions for Graham Nash? Will you be <laughs> collecting other things and auctioning them off? Um, the truth is
1: that, that 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 I'm deaccessing a lot of stuff. I, I you know I collected a lot of stuff in my life, and I don't I don't want to leave uh, messes of stuff that other people might not be interested in when I pass. Right. And- so I'm just I'm just I'm just getting, you know, unloading stuff that I've had for years.
0: And what's 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 next for you now? What do you? Do? I mean, are you touring? Or are you? Uh, I'm. I'm three shows from the end of a tour here. Yep.
1: Uh, I'm in Pennsylvania right now, and what's uh, what's going to be in my life is more creation and more love and more peace.
0: Good because you know I picked up one of your albums recently, Wild Tales, used, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it sounded contemporary. Where. There's a lot of crap going on nowadays. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, I know. Um, I know, but we, I can only do what I do, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, keep up the great work, Graham, and thank you for the time, okay? You're very welcome, man. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. That was Graham Nash. Graham Nash, thank you for the interview. And remember to go to Heritage Auctions to find out more about this auction about the underground comics auction uh that graham nash is putting on ha.com we'll be right back after this message with mark weiss Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Well, uh, welcome, Mark Weiss. And, you know, the first thing I think, I think it's safe to say, when you see a great photo of Ozzy Osbourne or Guns N' Roses iconic photo of those bands in their heyday or artists in their heyday it was by you i mean uh how many artists have you taken in their prime especially during that time it's remarkable
2: oh well it's really hard you know it's hard to to count i mean i don't know i don't know if it's hundreds or thousands you know just like whenever a, a new band would come out like once i had like the momentum going after i had some success i would just want to shoot Any band that was new, because, you know, for one, they were new friends. And for second, it's like you never know where they're going to go. You know, like when I first shot Bon Jovi, he was 18 years old and I didn't even know who he was. I was shooting Southside Johnny. Yeah. And there was there was this opening band called The Rest. I didn't even know who it was. And I just shot a couple. I shot like like a roll of film. And really only like two or three years ago, I remembered. The band The Rest, and I was like, Wait a minute, I think I shot them. And then I went in my files, I looked at my South Side Johnny photos because I didn't know John was in a band called The Rest, believe it or not, you know. <laughs> and, and I found these photos that are gonna be, you know, I like, couldn't believe it. it's like finding a, like a diamond in the rough.
0: I gotta see that's what it was like when I uh I went to visit your studio in like 1989, and uh, like I've told you before, I felt like it was Willy Wonka. I. I was so, I was so into it. There were so many photographs and so much to go through. Um, It was wonderful. Um, You've just, that's why I said you have just so many artists um, that if someone went into your studio that loved rock photography, it would be like the Willy Wonka factory.
2: That's funny. Thank you. (laughs) But the golden ticket, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you'll do it one day, uh, but when I, when I also think of you. I think of that. Um, you just like Mick Rock had his sunglasses. Your signature head bandana. Oh right. Do you still yeah. do you still wear that?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, you know, yeah. It's like it's like at first, uh, you know, I I wore it. Uh, to just keep my hair out of my face. Cause every time I, I like, I like long hair. I always did, you know, ever since I was a kid, I just liked yeah. long hair. And, uh, I couldn't believe how long it was really in the eighties. When I looked back, it was longer than, than the rock stars, you know? Right. And, uh, and then, you know, it used to just get in my way. So and when I used to shoot, you know, I can't have any hair on my face. So I just stuck the bandana on.
0: Oh, that makes sense. And, and what I love about your career is that you were also self-taught. I mean, I, um, I started out actually as as a photographer, and uh, this was in the early 80s. And back then, you could take your camera right into a show or right into, you know, an arena um, and take photographs. And the rules were, were more lax than they were now, obviously. Um, did you do that? Did you just go to a show and start taking photographs? Is that how it started?
2: No, well, it started by uh, me just sneaking in my cameras to right. – uh, to concerts and uh, really since i was 15. right Uh, eric clapton was like the first show my brother actually i didn't sneak my i stuck my camera in but my brother bought me 10th row tickets and we had really good seats and and i just had my camera a couple years and i kind of put it on you know put it on a bookshelf because i start i was bored with taking pictures of my family and my dog and this and that so i had this camera and i wasn't doing anything with it and my brother uh, Jay asked me to go to the concert. I said, sure. And I said, let me try to sneak the camera in, you know, mm. and I snuck it in and I managed to get like a few frames. And I, and the first frame I got was like this was from 1975. And it, you know, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And I, everyone was <laughs> looking at it. I said, good job, good job. Actually that photo, uh, I get, we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's, it's on the rock scene, my rock scene auctions, uh, I, site.
0: I think I saw that. That's now,
2: the, yeah, that's the shot that, um, and uh, we're giving it, you know one of those away for each one that bids on, uh, on a photo on the site, which I guess we'll talk about. But that, if you yeah. go to roxine.com, uh, roxineauctions.com, you'll see that Eric Clapton photo of my first time I ever, you know, got a camera. in. so anyway, I I took the, that photo and that kind of gave me the bug. And then after that, I just started sneaking my cameras in. And being real creative about it, like when like Jethro Tull would play, and Peter Frampton, and Aerosmith, and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Led Zeppelin. and I used to sneak my cameras in, and uh, you know, dismantle the you know the chairs, and so I had a little room in between the, the aisles. <laughs> so I could get kicked out, and I'd shoot the show. You know, I shoot That's the show. I shoot until my film would run out. Like you know, if it was today, I'd, I'd have like a five thousand photos of each concert. But back then, it cost money for film, and I was a kid. You know. You know, it was more lawns to make money for film and processing and developing. So it was like, I, you know, if I was lucky to shoot two or three rolls of film, you know, back then, even though I, I could have shot, you know, fifteen or twenty, you know. So that's really how I started, you know, doing that.
0: And you got the end of the concert where today, you know, a lot of times PR will tell you just take the first fifteen minutes, and that's it. Which is- yeah.
2: <laughs> I was in the audience getting these incredible photos right. because. Yeah, it's kind of like it's I had access even before I had access. Right. You know? And then I always, you know, when, when I first started getting photo passes, uh, like the, a couple years later, I you know, and then they kicked you out after a few songs. I was like, this isn't fun. I liked it better back there. So, yeah. So it was it was in my mind that I wanted to shoot the whole show and I wanted to get to know the bands. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be more involved. And Not get kicked out. I didn't like the feeling, you know, so yeah. I just you know Just was persistent and I got got friendly with the, the managers and the publicity people and the bands and I you know Got some lucky breaks and you know, and yeah. uh, next thing you know, and I was off and running
0: Well, you got you got part of rock history authentically, you know, you got it uh, naturally um, Thank you. But let's get let's get to rock scene auctions. It uh, started this yeah. year. T- tell us more about it how it started what it's about
2: Well, it just started, I just like, uh, two weeks ago it launched and it launched with my, uh, 1970s photographs, uh, you know, like the ones I just mentioned and there's about 15 photos on there. And basically it just started because like about, mm, about four years ago, uh, I was asked to, uh, donate, uh photos for uh, John Bon Jovi's g- guitar. He had, they had a guitar that they were auctioning off at a at a, a soup kitchen in Red Bank, New Jersey called Lunch Break. And they had this guitar that John signed. And they, they asked if I could donate one of my photos. And I just happened to have like uh, John holding an acoustic guitar. I did uh, the Blaze of Glory uh, back cover. And he's holding this guitar. And it looked like it wasn't the same one, but it looked like it. So we put it by it. And, uh, you know, they auctioned it off and they got a good response and I was like, wow, this is fun, you know. And then I that's how I, I came up with this uh, whole thing just to, you know, start helping out uh, lunch break. And I did that for, for uh, several years. And then there were some other organizations and, uh, you know, just started selling my pictures through galas and, uh, and uh, like Charity Buzz has like an auction site. And then I just decided to develop my own, uh, called Right. and, and uh, just do an ongoing, uh, revolving auction of other, of photographers. Not, not just me. Mine's just starting it out. Uh, the, my, the following photographer uh, that's going to start probably in a couple weeks, in the end of August or early September, is James Fortune, who has a, you know, pictures of, uh, you know, Paul McCartney, and uh, uh, he has the Dove photo with. Uh, Robert Plant, he was at that show and he got some nice live shots as well as Jim Morrison and Led Zeppelin uh, candid at the, I think it was the Hyatt house. So he's going to have a collection of 20 photos that are going to be like kind of piggybacking off the next auction. And then after that, you know, we're going to do another photographer. Then we're going to have uh, a lot of like it, on the scene auctions right now, we have the seventies and then uh, a week later, I saw that there was an anniversary for Appetite of destruct- for Destruction with Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. 30th anniversary. So right. I, I said, well, this is a good way to, <clears throat> you know, dig into my archives and put some photos that were never seen before. And uh, I put up like 10 images and they're up on auction now for until uh, uh, probably mid-August. And, uh, you know, those are doing really well, actually and uh, and then after that is a uh, another auction i put up on the 80s and i uh, just launched that yesterday so after that will be james fortunes um you know the woodstock's coming up i'm trying to find some photographers to uh you know contribute so it's like you know it's a work in progress but i think it's working really smooth and um really uh you know looking forward to uh you know moving forward with it and also a uh, 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 Portion of the proceeds go to Why Hunger, who's really partnering with me, and they've been uh, really um, uh, helpful. uh, And I've really enjoyed working with them over there and trying to, you know, spread the word of what's going on out there with uh, the hunger in uh, in the the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, so I'm really, you know, Harry Chapin started it with Bill Ayers, the DJ, like 40 years ago, and uh, you know, I was as a kid when I was 14. You know cats in the cradle came on and that you know it meant a lot to me and it still does you know with my kid and he's just got a kid so you know it was just really it was like a perfect match when i when i uh, uh when i my uh my one of my, my partners on this george dasinger uh who connected me with uh you know hillary over at, at you know why hunger so you know, they just have a lot of amazing things going on. I mean, one of the things they have is uh, they have a national hunger hotline. So if anyone's hungry in the U.S., they just dial 800-5-HUNGRY and uh, they put you in contact with something that someone that can help you. You know, that's if someone's, you know, having some trouble and, uh, you know, they find themselves uh, in need of some help. They just got to go to, you know, 800-5-HUNGRY or, or, or go to um, – whyhunger.org and there's a little tab on there it says food you know uh food uh so
0: well one of the things i really respect about you is that you've always done a lot of things for uh charity i mean way before this you i mean you've you've uh listed a few things like even last year you did light of day foundation um it's really cool that you're doing that um it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, you really dedicated yourself to that.
2: Yeah. And the way I feel about these uh, foundations, there's so many of them. And, you know, I'm not like just into the helping people, you know, with the the hunger. I mean, yeah, that's, it's definitely, a, it's a great cause, a great charity. And I am, I, I'm, I, I want to help out, but the people there are so dedicated. And when I met them, I just want to, I, I want pe- I want people, I want to work with people that are dedicated to who they're trying to help. And when I see that, then I'll go full force. I mm-hmm. mean, and I get into that organization like light of day is another one, you know, it's like the people work hard. And, uh, so I, they asked me to, you know, donate some photos and raise some money. And, and that's what I did. So, um, uh, you know, wherever, you know, there's a lot of organizations that ask, you know, they see that I'm helping out. So next thing you know, you're getting an email from, uh, a lot of people. And it's like, how many people can you help out? So, but you help them out and you see how the things go and you see if you get a thank you. And this is what we raised and, you know, this is what we're doing with it. And, you know, most of the times they don't get back to you. And, uh, and world why hunger is, is someone that I really feel strongly about. They've been around for 40 years and I want to, you know, I want to move forward. I'm just focusing with this organization right now.
0: I also love how you're helping other photographers. Uh, one thing I've noticed about being in this business a lot of great pho- photographers, talented photographers of the past, you know, some of them are kind of down and out right now as far as photography careers. They really can't make a good living from photography anymore. Uh, you were fortunate, but. Um, you know, some were not and it's good that if you could get some of these photographers and they've had some great shots. I mean, I could think of a few um, right off the bat that, uh, you know, they've they've taken great shots, but they're poor guys aren't don't have any money.
2: Well, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you could have hit it more harder than that because that's where I'm coming from. I mean, I've been fortunate enough. I mean, I was, you know, I had a good run. In the late 70s and the, definitely the 80s, of course. And then, you know, the 90s kind of fizzled out with, the, you know, when Nirvana and Soundgarden came. And I was considered this heavy metal photographer because, you know, I did Slippery When Wet and Stay Hungry and Docking and Cinderella. So, you know, I was kind of shunned for a bit. And then I kind of reinvented myself a little bit and started doing the boy bands. Like, I, I did like the first shoot with Sync and, and Backstreet right. Boys. And, and then I got involved with like, Christina Aguilera, I did her album cover, and and you know last decade I did Gwen Stefani, and I just kept reinventing myself. I did some home videos and regular videos, and I just kept going doing what I'm doing. And uh, I always wanted to uh, brand my photography, but I never felt my era wasn't right yet. You know, like mm-hmm. in the '60s and '70s, like you know photographers like you know Jim Marshall and Bob Gruen and Goldsmith you know, they had their brand and they were selling, you know, these prints as, as fine art. And I, I didn't feel mine were like worthy as of yet, you know, I didn't feel that they were classic enough. And, you know, so I just waited it out until maybe like six, seven years ago, someone invested some money and we did a a gallery in Atlantic city and it kind of gave me the spark and the attention that I, I wanted again. And then it kind of took off and I'd just been a a steady kind of role and then I got involved with some uh, online uh, galleries and which are great they have they have a bunch of photographers like people like you, the ones you you know that you're probably you know right. where that, that have you know haven't done as good as I have and uh, you know they have their block of two or three years of, of access or whether it's live or backstage yes. or what have you and then that's what they have but you know like you know to count on that and to wait around for those sales cuz you know we those those photos on these sites go from anywhere from 300 bucks to you know $5,000 right. you know and the general joe doesn't really have that that kind of money so if you're sitting around waiting for those sales it's like you know it's just it's disheartening a bit and i just wanted to uh you know i'd rather have a lot of people have hanging their fo- my photos in their house than just you know one that can afford it. I rather have five five people that that can come down a little bit you know they can't afford the the price. So what I did I created this roxyauctions.com and uh, it's a way to start it at a fraction of the price and help out. You know a large portion goes to my hunger and then uh, you know the other. Uh, Goes to uh, the photographer where he's not compromising his online price with the galleries and and with um, their their prices on their websites. You know, it's like a three week auction, and they give me a, a like a ten ten photos or ten or fifteen photos, and for three weeks, you know, uh, they'll they'll sell. You know, yeah. they'll people will bid, and they might not be getting their, the full price, but. You know, it's a signed photo by the photographer, and it's a way of not compromising the value and integrity of the the photograph.
0: And tell us a little bit about the paper for the collector. Um, As I understand it, the print quality uh, is very good of these photographs being auctioned, as well as the you get a COA with the uh, signature. Um, It's real quality stuff. Yeah, so
2: it's this you can pass these photos to your your grandchildren and their grandchildren. They're archival mm-hmm. prints and mm-hmm. uh, they're signed by the photographer. And uh, my prints that are up there now are 17 by 22, mm-hmm. which which normally sell for $1,200, and the the starting auction price is $200. And uh, and right now, if you if you actually win one of the bids, uh, you'll get that Eric Clapton photo uh, for free. So you'll which actually
0: which is get, a cool photo
2: and it's my first photo I just <laughs> yeah, a good, good way to get that's it.
0: remarkable that's your first uh, photo yeah
2: and then if you, you know if you just go to the website and just sign up on the mailing list and we'll let you know what's going on with um
0: when an with, auction happens uh, yep yeah you, know,
2: you put you just sign on and you're up for winning uh one of the photos from each auction so you'll you know you have a chance to win So you just got to sign up, and it's the mailing list is going to just bring you, uh, whenever we have a new auction, we're going to just let you know.
0: Now, I want to say thanks, Mark, for the time, and the listeners can go to www.rocksceneauctions.com, correct? That's correct. And you could bid with a chance to win a rock star to hang in your home. I think you used that line. That's a great line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but go to rockscenesauctions.com. And, Mark, thank you very much for your time, and please keep in touch.
2: Thank you. Thanks uh, for listening, everybody, and uh, start
1: bidding.
0: All right. Thank you, Mark Weiss, rocksceneauctions.com and i just want to add that the guns and roses photos signed by mark will be up there until probably mid-august so i uh, just wanted to say that because they are some iconic photos some unique photos and also don't forget to go to heritage auctions ha.com to check out the underground comics collection uh, from graham nash and if you're interested definitely bid on them um there's a great collection that uh he's a great collector of many things and uh, he really has a nice collection of underground comics specifically our crumb uh and go to don't forget go to goldminemag.com and there you can subscribe to the print edition and you can subscribe to our weekly e-newsletter we also have giveaways in fact coming up in a few days uh on there You could uh, have a chance to win the David Lynch Foundation, a benefit concert from Eagle Rock Entertainment, a DVD. we got three of them to give away. Performances by Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Sheryl Crow, Donovan, Eddie Vedder, and many more. It's a really cool DVD. But there are other other things on there that we are giving away. And uh, you'll be surprised. Specifically, there's uh, a book called Connecticut Rock and Roll. By Tony Renzoni. That seems to be doing pretty well and people are very interested in winning that. So this is Pat Prince, uh, the editor, signing off once again and we'll see you in a few weeks. Take care.